and welcome to the first 2019 episode of Retrovaniacs. As always, I'm Jerry Parmentier here with Billy Holiday. Hello there. And Jeremy Gregory. Hey guys. And we're going to start the year off with an NES classic, Battletoads, a game everybody played, but I'm pretty sure everyone I've ever met <laughs> has not beaten. But before we talk about Battletoads, Billy, what have you been doing since our last episode? Well, you know, uh, Christmas has come and gone since then, and, and Santa Claus was good to me in the video game department. Uh, I picked up a few games. Uh, have, uh, I'm doing that thing where I played each of them just for a little bit, and I'm going to get through them, but I, I've settled into a couple of different ones. I got a, a couple of games on the Switch I've been playing heavily and uh, a PS4 title. And one of those Switch games, and I think you might have uh, some positive things to say. Is that, a, is that Mario versus Rabbids? Yes, uh, it, it's 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 a game that I kind of dismissed early on uh, as I am just not a fan of half of the properties presented in it. Uh, and I didn't really know how they were going to pull this game off, but they pulled it off by making it a, a very, very satisfying uh, turn based battle game uh, that, that I love. And that has become my I've got 10 minutes. I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to play through a level. And I'm going to set it back down game. Um, You'll probably talk about it more, so I'll I'll end it at that. It's an excellent game. Uh, I also picked up Diablo on the Switch. And that is is a great platform for it. I'm very surprised to say. Uh, That's one of the few games I have bought uh, more than once on different consoles, I mean, different platforms. And I'm really enjoying that switch version in the, in the handheld handheld mode. I was on a, a road trip not too long ago and that thing really got me down the road for a good portion of it. Uh, the other game I'm playing and I would not recommend playing this game as your kickback relax game. If you are playing the game we're reviewing today. Uh, and that is, I got that dark souls trilogy and I'll just say this much for playing Battletoads to playing that pretty much will crush any faith you have in yourself as, as a gamer whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I've, I went back and I'm playing, I'm going to play them in order and I am playing the first one, which I haven't played in years. And, and I immediately am showing some hefty signs of rust, but I, I'm working my way back through, uh, just kind of very slowly advancing along. And yeah, I mean, that's the, the main you know, a few games I've been dabbling in, kind of depending on how much time I have and whether I'm at home or away. Well, Santa was good here as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I got got the kids a Switch, and I bought mm-hmm. them a, a bunch of games that I've played a little bits and pieces of. I got Mario Odyssey, Smash Brothers, which is fun, but I've not played nearly enough. Um, mm-hmm. I got my, my oldest loves Minecraft, so I got Minecraft so he could try to play with his... His cousin, which, by the way, I spent probably now about four hours trying to connect the two of them. And Nintendo still manages to get online to be the <laughs> most miserable experience possible. Apparently, mm-hmm. Minecraft does as well on consoles, so it's maybe not entirely Nintendo's fault, but uh, whatever. Uh, but yes, I did get them um, the Rabbids vs. Mario game or whatever, and I'm, I'm enjoying mm-hmm. it. I, I really like it. I didn't know if I would like it. My, my son loves... Youngest loves the Rabbids, and and I have some of the previous Wii Rabbid games, and they're mm-hmm. they're not bad. I mean, I, I don't want to play them, but I don't hate when he plays them, and I'll help him out when yeah. he gets stuck. Um, but no, this is it's a great little strategy game. So far, it's incredibly easy, but I'm not in very far as well. I, I probably I don't know if you got uh, Luigi yet. I just got yes. Luigi today, and everything mm-hmm. up to that point has been you know I'm clearing the levels with perfect scores because it's a child strategy game. Uh, but I'm fully enjoying it. It is a lot of fun. I like the exploration that you can do on the side after you do the. Mm-hmm. the fights and stuff so that, that's been really 
really good. But uh, the other thing I've been playing a lot of is I got back into Dragon Quest VIII. Uh, I'm determined to finish that before, I think it's 11 or 12, whichever one's the new one that hits on the Switch. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's out for the PS4, but if I had the ability to play Dragon Quest on the handheld Switch while my, you know, while we're watching some show I don't care about, or while my kids are still playing the Wii U, because I'm not going to buy games I already have on that again, uh, so they can play Mario Kart on that Wii U and enjoy that, and, and then I can play Dragon Quest uh, while I'm pretending I'm working as well. So that'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. But I have to finish eight, and uh, I'm, I'm going to get through it. I don't know why. Both seven and eight I bought for the 3DS, and I just they've not grabbed me. Eight is finally getting to where I'm interested, but I still feel like, in a lot of ways, the combat is too simple. But I'm sure that just means that I'm not far enough because I'm still less than 20 hours in. So we'll find out. But Jeremy, what have you been playing since we talked about what Die Hard trilogy? (laughs) (laughs) Not not too much, honestly. Since uh, just Die Hard trilogy, just still playing Die Hard trilogy to this day. Uh, couldn't stop, but no, I actually didn't play too much since since the last podcast. Besides what we're playing today and and other Battletoads games for some stuff I'm doing on YouTube, uh, but I, I guess the big thing for me is I finally beat Red Dead Two. Hey now, and I'm I mean I'm pretty sure I beat it this time. It ended once and then it started back up again, and I, this time I'm pretty sure it ended because I sat through some credits, all forty minutes of them, and it <laughs> it it. it Got to the point where I think the game is over. I mean, I can still play it, but I think I beat it. And yeah. that's one of those games, like, it's probably going to take a, a year or two or more just to uh, digest that game from beginning to end because it was so long. And there's so many things that I love about it. There's so many things that I just kind of, like, was, was, wasn't was too hot on. Uh, but but overall, I, I think it, it lived up to everything I wanted Mm-hmm. A, a sequel to the original Red Dead to be, um, like I said, I got some problems with it, but I, I, I can't. There's just too many good things in it that I can I can kind of overlook a lot of that stuff. But besides and, that, and without any spoilers, there's probably the most fucking heart wrenching, sad scene of any video game. Yeah, I've uh, seen several of them. Uh, th- this is not the feel good game of the year to play. Uh, if, if you're feeling bad about things, may- maybe don't play through Red Dead Two <laughs> anytime soon. <laughs> Because uh, I mean, we 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 speak of some fairly depressing games on here uh, that we played: uh, Firewatch, um, What Remains of Edith Finch, Die Hard uh, Trilogy, Die Hard Trilogy, one of the most, one of the saddest. Uh, but uh, you know, this was it, it. It does it in a way that it's you know those ga- those games were maybe like half an hour, two hours long, something like that. You know, the Edith Finch was maybe an hour long, but like Red Dead, it it, it over the course of like sixty to seventy hours. Uh, you really start feeling for those people and what they go through. And, and by the time the end rolls around, of course, we're not going to spoil it. But Lord, <laughs> it's just it, it, it's one of those games. You just kind of got to play a few missions and, and stop and think about things for a while and, and go do something else, like work out or whatever. But, yeah, it's just it's one of those games that it does not make you feel good about stuff. Um but yeah, if you're wanting the most depressing game of all time, go go play Red Dead 2 and, and it, it, you'll get there. Uh, but besides that, no, I, I really haven't been playing much of anything. I will say uh, for your um, Mario vs. Rabbids or whatever it is, uh, don't go. Don't think that game is just a kid's game as far as the difficulty is concerned because mm. it gets pretty goddamn hard <laughs> at some point. That's what uh, I'm looking it, forward to. Yeah, uh, that first that whole first world uh, is fairly simple. I mean, it just kind of introduces the the basics 
uh, of a strategy game like that. But starting in uh, World Two and and on, it it really gets it, it gets fairly challenging. So uh, I, I think you'll actually enjoy it and once the uh, the breaks come off uh, on that one. Well, it's good to hear that Mario vs. Rabbids uh, is, is, is a game that gets harder as it goes on. Uh, the game we're going to talk about today has that same issue, uh, but I'm sure the difficulty ramp is much, much higher. Battletoads for the Nintendo. This, uh, as a kid growing up, I, I this is probably the game I played the most, but advanced the least in. Uh, this was one I, I picked up uh, without really knowing anything about it. I mean, it was, there's three uh, big toads, side-scrolling, beat em up from you know from what I saw of the first level and what I saw of pictures. Uh, and you know, I was a big. I think it appealed obviously to the to the kid that was a Ninja Turtles fan because. Uh, with that first Ninja Turtles game, they didn't really get a good shake. So this kind of felt like, uh, this felt like it would be a, a good alternative. And that's kind of when I was a kid, why I picked this up. And boy, I just, my, my parents never whooped me when I was a kid, but this game sure shit did every night. Um, but I mean, it's a game I remember for just being extremely difficult i remember not really enjoying it and it's it's billed as a, a co-op this is a this is a two-player game but as we'll talk as we go along i don't know if two players is the best route to take i i actually quite fond still quite fond of battletoads and i was back in the day when when i rented it mm-hmm it was, you know, it, it, obviously it's taking a lot from Ninja Turtles, and I was a very big Ninja Turtles fan back mm-hmm. then. So I was like, well, I mean, these are toads and they're green, so this game should be just as good as the Turtles game, you know. And it kind of, if you looked on the back of the box, it looked like it was kind of trying to be the same game, you know, kind of a, a beat 'em up style. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it it does for a minute, but. It, it decides to be several other kind of games as well. Um, but also, uh, you know, you spoke of this was something you didn't get very far in, mm-hmm. no matter how many times you played it. And, like, I was I was always a big fan of Contra. Contra was one of the very first games oh, I ever yeah. bought. And that was one of those games I could sit down, and as hard as that game is, I could always advance a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Even, like, Castlevania. But I, I'm like you. When I was a kid, I did not advance any further in Battletoads ever, no yeah. matter how many times I played this game, I don't think I ever got past like the third stage. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was true for most people that played Battletoads back then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was, uh, I, I still think it's a fun game, uh, but it's, it's just one of those, you either love it or you hate it. I, I never owned Battletoads. I definitely had played it previously. Uh, it was it was definitely pushing Nintendo power, and it is. It it's entirely supposed to appeal to people who love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, the Turtles game came out for the Nintendo, the the bad one in 1989. Uh, the the arcade game came out in 1990, and that was a much better game. Uh, I think a very easy game, but a very very fun game mm-hmm. uh, that was just a regular brawler. So this came out in 1991. It looked more like a, an extreme action title than than the second Turtles game, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, 
it looked awesome. How, if you like, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that live in the sewer, you're going to love these space frogs. There, it's incredible. And it did. It looked super fun. Uh, it was two players at the same time. And the first level does look just like the, the second, not just like the second Ninja Turtles game, but a very similar style. It's a brawler. You can walk in and out of the screen a little bit. You're punching people, but then as, as you're hitting them, your hands or foot gets way bigger, and, and like it's much more cartoony and awesome looking. You're like, oh, this is going to be the best fun ever. And, uh, and it's very deceptive, because that game changes uh, pretty much level to level. I, I don't know if I could say there's any two or three levels that are the same in this. I mean, it really is a bunch of different, not styles of games, but... But after the first level, the game kind of shows you what it's going to do. And we'll, we'll get into that a little a little more. This game was developed by Rare. Uh, we've already talked about Rare several times uh, in the podcast. But they, Rare makes good games. Uh, this may have been one of the first that I remember playing by Rare. I'm sure it's not their first, but it was an early Rare game. Uh, put out in the U.S. by Trade West. Who, uh, the only other thing I had from Trade West was the original Double Dragon. Huh. If you like the brawlers, that's what this looked like, especially when you see it in Nintendo Power, the first level they show you. Most of the shots in the back of the box are, are pretty much that first level or two. And uh, and yeah, it said it was two players, and thankfully, my only memory of two players was trying to play once or twice with my brother, getting mad just that he's not very good, and playing by myself. I think if I would have gotten <laughs> farther than the first couple levels of two players, it would have been, been caused to draw blood. I don't think you can play this game with two players. I mean, beyond the first level. I, I, you just have to, if you want to beat this game, you have to play by yourself. Yeah, because I there's mean, you just can, yeah, you can really fuck each other up on here, and and just not even trying to. It's just mm -hmm. the way the game is, you know, and, and how it controls and and the way you attack and things like that. It you are going to fuck each other up. Yeah, and especially even, you know, in that second stage, which isn't too hard. It's just if you're playing with somebody else, and and I had this when I was a kid with my cousin. I, I don't think there's another game that you play with two players where you just want to violently hurt the other person that's mm -hmm. playing. It's, it's, it's an odd thing where a game like this, where you usually benefit from a second player, it's already a hard enough game, but it is a near impossible game with two players. And that's such an odd thing for this genre. Usually a beat em up, uh, you get that second player in final fight. And, you know, you're good to go. Streets of Rage, you get two people. I mean, that's that's a big advantage. On this one, uh, you're not going to want to. You're not going to have a good time. Uh, and I can only pace this off my cousin and I playing. We were determined uh, in our younger days that we were going to advance through this thing. We made it. We were lucky to make it off stage two, which I think is one of the worst co-op experiences you could possibly ever have. And three was a no-go at all. Uh, but yeah, it's just such an odd thing when you see this type of game. I think a side-scrolling beat-em-up is synonymous with, with two players. Uh, and that was, at least. It was just so disappointing because back yes. then, especially on the NES, like two-player co-op was a big deal. Like that yeah. was a great feature. Yeah, and, uh, and, and to be, uh, we've all three said it, to be you know very heavily influenced by that TMNT arcade game, which once again was four players. Yeah. At the arcade and two at home and, and just made it such a, a much more enjoyable experience. And when you sit down with two people on here, uh, you're <laughs> you're going to be at each other's throat sports over with. Well, it's not just that you can hurt each other, which is always a pain. I mean, Double Dragon did it, but the game was, you know, the, the playing area was big enough. Mm -hmm. You could avoid each other if you needed to. Mm -hmm. This, though, especially after the first level, the first level is kind of doable because, uh, again, it is a standard 
kind of brawler style level. You start on the, on the the left side of the level. You walk through, yeah. you know, some some sections of what looks like a a planet, uh, and you're fighting these pig monster yeah. things. It, standard brawler, no big deal. You're good to go. Uh, then you get yeah. to the end of that first level, and it's it's like it switches to a first person view from the point of the of the boss, which I thought was super cool. And and mm. yeah. e- even with two players on that, you're like, okay, this is this is okay, and, and a neat boss fight. And yes, and you hit the second level. Second level, you're descending down a hole on a rope, and you're just kind of swinging around the level trying to hit these birds that are trying to cut your rope, which will instantly kill you. Uh, And that means you have to swing around back and forth, and most likely into each other, which will also do damage and knock you off the rope and kill you. I can't imagine the later levels of this game, even the third level with two players, seems like, uh, even if you're not hurting yourself, because I think the bikes you would be fine on, but, but it's just, it's so busy that with mm-hmm. two people, how could you even keep track of what's happening? Yeah, the first level is really, it's the only one where you can kind of divide and divide and conquer the screen. Uh, there's enough room where, you know, I'll take this side, you take that side, uh, and just kind of take the enemies as they come to you. The second is such a, when you're descending, it's such a, it's such tight quarters. And it's a lot more uh, disorienting, uh, kind of picking who's going up and down rather than than left to right um and yeah a lot of times when you're making that transition from one side to the other i i, I don't know if it's just the two of us that we're playing i don't know if I, i'm sure there are other people if i looked it up on youtube have gotten through this two players in 10 minutes but i just i, I find it near impossible to play this with someone else on that level and and not take each other out once or twice but man that first level i mean it, it's really good I mean, if you're sitting oh, yeah. there and, and you go in and you're expecting that that TMNT arcade game, that's it. I mean, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you talked about the boss where it like transitions over to where you're seeing the boss. You're looking mm-hmm. out through the boss's eyes and you have to like pick up the uh, the rocks or whatever and throw it at the boss. Uh, I mean, that was that was really cool. I mean, that was yeah. totally different. Uh, and and that was uh, throughout the game, no matter the the challenge of it and how crazy it gets. There were all the always these little things uh, that always that kind of impressed me that they would do like that. Um, that was just different. You didn't see that in in other games. Mm. But uh, yeah, once you got to that second stage, even that, I was like, all right, you know, they're changing gears. We're we're going up and down now, and this is still kind of in the same like brawler kind of gameplay. But after that, everything's <laughs> everything's off the table as far as what this game's trying to do. Mm-hmm. It, it, it takes kind of a, a, a throw everything in the in the kitchen sink, you know, deal of game design. And they, they do all the pieces. I mean, they all are very competent and coherent pieces. It's not like all of a sudden you're a gun game and all of a sudden you're, you know, some sort of sports game or a racing game or something. I mean, it, all, it always feels like it's still part of the same 2D side scroller or 2D brawler feel. But every level has a kind of different mechanic and different feel to it. So the first mm-hmm. level, like I said, is kind of a straight brawler. The second one, you're going, you know, down this pit and these ropes. Uh, what makes it harder in, in two players is, you know, it's a Nintendo game. You have two action buttons, and so when you're using your attack button, a lot of the time, whatever your attack is, you do a couple little hits, and then all of a sudden you'll do like a big slam hit. Either your fist gets really large, or your foot, or in this case, in that level, you turn into like this swinging wrecking ball, and that's awesome. But it's so easy to hit your partner. Uh, mm-hmm. on the, as a swinging wrecking ball. But so if you're playing first, we're going to just say 
from this point on, we're not going to talk about multiplayer for the levels because I promise none of us played anything after level three with two players, nah. if level three. Uh, so level two, if you, you get down to the bottom uh, after taking a bunch of birds and then these these robot things, this is where the game starts telling you, like, oh, yeah, you're going to take a lot of damage. Now, this game gives you six life points to a life. And the only way to refill those life points is either by beating the stage, which is great, or you'll find flies very sparingly, and you have a very short window to catch them. But you're frogs, so eat flies, it gives you back a block of life. Great. That's mm-hmm. outstanding. Um, or die. If you die early on, you'll start right where you were, and with all your full hearts and everything. You have, I think, three lives to start uh, as well. Um, this game, at first they're like, okay, cool, I start wherever I die. That's, that's a benefit. I like that. Uh, however, once you die and lose all your lives, then you have to continue. And I didn't realize, and I looked in the instructions <laughs> and didn't see anything there about it, it has limited continues. You only have, I think, three continues. I, I, I didn't count them. Uh, but I realized I ran out of continues quickly. Let's say it's even five. It's still not nearly enough to uh, to to learn this game. So you'll lose your lives in, in like level two. Boom! Continue. You start at the beginning of level two. Uh, again, level one, level two. You probably will get through those your first or second try. Level three is where the game, like Jeremy said earlier, really kind of says, "Well, fuck you. Here's what we're gonna do whatever we want." Mm-hmm. Level 3 starts with what feels like a regular brawler again. You're back on a, on a kind of 2D uh, brawler level for the first part of the level. And you're like, oh, this is great. And then you find some bikes. And that introduces you to the speeder bike section, which I promise you, if you're listening to this and you got past the section before, and you're not using a Game Genie, and you're not doing save states, which I certainly did, congratulations. You're way better than I am if you get to level 4 in this game on your own in the cart. I never did until now. I, I'm I'm fairly certain if I ever did, I got immediately to it, died, and quit, and never went back. Because level three, when you hit the speeder bikes, uh, <laughs> the, the speeder bikes will, at first it makes, you know, it's like, okay, you're flying forward at, a, at an okay speed. You can see the blocks that are going to be showing up. It kind of flashes uh, a block where it's going to be, and then you have to make sure you dodge it. Okay, no, no big deal, right? Uh, sure, except that if you do hit one of those walls, you immediately die, and it goes back to the beginning of the biker section. Now, you get far enough in the bike section, and you get to like what looks like a finish line, and it keeps going. But thankfully, if you die then, you start back at that line. However, <laughs> since you die in one hit, and it's a fairly large section between each checkpoint, you have to basically be perfect on every previous section to even have a chance to die once or twice to learn the next section. Mm-hmm. And because you have limited continues, it means you're playing through level one, level two. You get a couple shots at level three, you die, start again. A couple shots, you die, great. A couple shots, you die, bam, start back at the first level again. And you have to go through that whole first level, which you should by now have no problem with. The whole second level, which isn't that hard, but there are some definite parts where if you do get hit by something, it might start a cycle of you just getting hit over and over again until you die. And then you get through level three, get through the brawler part, try the bike part again. There are, I think, four or five sections in the speeder bike section. And the last one of them, they don't warn you where the walls are. You just have to know. And that yeah. that is infuriating. It's it's incredibly frustrating. Like you were saying, a game with, with limited continues uh, and limited shots at it without having to. And then you have to start over at the beginning again. And, yeah, I mean, I, I have long... 
just just had a disdain for for that kind of thing where there's no way you could get through this uh, skill wise like the first time you played or even the second or or even subsequent times. Uh, Mega Man, uh, the Mega Man games, I think there's a lot of memorization to that. Um, uh, but those games, you can hunker down and you can still get through levels on your first time through. Uh, if you're good enough at it, I don't know anyone good enough to get through this. I could not, in my, the entirety of my childhood, up through my teens, I, I could not conquer this stage. Uh, this was the talk around school amongst everyone that played this game. Nobody could get past it. You had the kids that claimed, but uh, but when called to action, could could not come through. Uh, but yeah, this is just uh, this was amazing. This may be uh, the only stage of an NES game I can think of that I had difficulty on, uh, worked on, worked on extensively, but still never made it through. Now that that's quite a distinction also when you think about some of the some of the titles on that system and the the difficulty that came with them and man for this one to just halt you right in your tracks it's saying something and it's i can't say it's cheap i i i don't know i can't say it's fair either i it's it's just difficult it's it's that kind of it's that kind of old school difficulty that, that people like to reminisce about but is not a tremendous joy to go back and play really. Um, um, but I got through it this time and I thought I was going to have to just have one. I thought I was just going to save state that thing to death. Um, but really all it took was just one good old fashioned save state at the beginning of the track. And I eventually made my way through it. And I'll say this for all the frustration and to finally finish that thing was a, tremendous sense of accomplishment um i mean we're i told you earlier i'm also playing dark souls and it's like taking down any one of the more difficult bosses on there uh you feel like a you feel worthless you feel like an idiot and then all of a sudden you're on top of the world uh and that's a pretty good feeling and that really kind of got me hooked on this game and and intent to to continue on uh and shit, there's a lot of game left. For all I knew, when I was playing this as a kid. Once I got through this, there's maybe one or two more stages. Uh, boy, was I wrong about that. Like, Battletoads is, is everyone's favorite game that no one ever made it past the third stage. Yes. Like, I mean, I, and that's, that's got to be saying something good for it. I would put money down that, that just over 90% of the people that ever played Battletoads never made it past this stage. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the stage everyone remembers. Mm -hmm. And for good reason, no one ever beat it. Because, yeah. I mean, if you did beat it, good on you. I mean, that 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 is impressive to me. Even as a kid, mm -hmm. I never did it. Uh, it was just one of those things, like, you, you go through those first couple of stages and you get to that one. And it's really more or less just, let's see how far I can get in it this time. Because you don't expect to beat it. I never did. It was just, it was impossible. And I was fine with that for some reason. I was like, well, you know, th th that's fine. You know, I got two stages out of this game and I can, this is like the, the final stage for me. And I don't expect to beat it, but let's just see how far I can get. Um, but later on, when emulation, when I first got my computer and, and uh, emulation was a big thing, and I discovered uh, save states. The very first game that I thought of to try with save states was Battletoads. And I'm not afraid to admit that the only time I ever made it past this stage, or the first time I ever made it past this stage, 
was using a save state on that on the what is old NES like uh, emulator or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I can't quite remember. Um, but yeah, using the save state on that was the first time I ever made it past that, and I didn't feel bad. I didn't feel bad. By the, I never even made it to the final section of that stage when I was a kid. And when I was doing it on the emulator, I was just like, this is bullshit. <laughs> like, who's, who can do this? Uh, what did Rare expect? This is the third stage. Mm-hmm. There's like, what, seven more after this? It's 13 total. It, it's just ridiculous that yeah. you would put this stage here. I mean, this isn't just a little bit of a difficulty spike. This is the end of the game. For, for what most games would try to ever want to be as far as difficulty is concerned. So I, it just blew my mind that there was like Billy. I was like, damn, there's a lot of game left here. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, a couple of stages left. There's a whole other game out here that no one ever got to see because oh. no one ever got past the stage. Yeah, no, there's a ton more game. I mean, and, and every level is a little bit different. Like there aren't, it's not like there's six more brawler levels and three more down, you know, uh, ride down a, a tunnel level or anything. No, every level after this is a little bit different. I mean, they, they again, they all feel like the same game, but mm-hmm. it, it's a, a grab bag of uh, incredibly difficult. <laughs> one one mistake kills you. Uh, good luck. Uh, I mean, it's not even platforming. I don't even know what to call it. It is it is just a ridiculous eight uh, bit difficulty. Uh, taken to the extreme. I mean, all, all the things t- that tie together, the fact that you have only six hit points, but a lot of things do two or three points of damage, if not instantly kill you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do get to come back in most levels right where you die, but, you know, like, there's a lot of sections, much like the the bikes we just talked about, where there is kind of checkpoints. You go back to the checkpoint, and later on that seems to happen more and more. Uh, and then you have limited continues in a low number as well. And there doesn't seem to be any way to earn more continues. It's not like, oh, yeah, you have to have 100,000 points and you can continue. A lot of games did little things like that. Nope, not this game. It's just like, no, you get three, and hopefully that's good enough for you. So you have nine lives, worst case, uh, and hopefully you can make it through those those three levels. So I promise you I never beat the, the third level of this game without save states, uh, including this time. I, I did get through it finally today uh, just to see how hard I get. I got to level four. Uh, on my set of continues, uh, so hooray for me! But it took what, thirty years? <laughs> so I'm not too proud of that. <laughs> but uh, so the other thing I want to mention, level three, that just I thought was super cool about right before you get to the bikes, you, you do a couple fights against these rat guys, and then all of a sudden three little space invaders fly across the screen, and they'll grab your health blocks, a health block in yeah. each of them, and they never grab your last one, so you can't die from this, but you can go down to one hit point if, they, if you're that low, and they fly across the screen, grab your hit point, and kind of try to fly away. You can punch them and then grab it back. Uh, I thought those were super cool. I still think that's super cool, and they do show up a few more times in the game, but not until way later, so I only saw them one time uh, up to today, uh, or up to this uh, recording this podcast, but that, that's a really cool like kind of throwaway little section that I thought was a, a really neat little touch. Yeah, and that's one of those things I mentioned. That is, the game's just kind of filled with random things like that. That you you know kind of almost breaks the fourth wall or whatever. You know, you you just don't expect to see it, especially on an NES game. Uh, it's like th- these things are literally coming down and going off the screen and taking my health squares away. <laughs> so it's it it was just a really fun, neat thing to see, uh, especially back then. <laughs>
level three is kind of the wall that most people never saw past. So I normally don't like to go level to level. We did that early on in this podcast, and for some games it doesn't make sense. This might be the first game we've covered in a long time that it really does kind of mm. make sense to discuss each level. Because, again, they are very different. But also, from here on out, I'm sure most of you have never seen these unless you looked it up <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, level four, because, you know, thankfully you got through this really tough speeder bike section. So everyone deserves a break. So let's make the next level an ice level. You slide all over the place. <laughs> there's things that fall from the ceiling that kill you in one hit. Uh, there's there's spiky things that fly around the room that hit you and kill you in one hit. There's a whole section at the end where you've got to jump from platform to platform and time it perfectly right, or you instantly die and have to start back at a checkpoint. Uh, I guarantee you, if I ever, and I don't think so, but I I can't promise that at some point I didn't, you know, in a, in a marathon session with when I was younger, get through level three one time, and then died three seconds in level four, and I probably just angrily turned the game off, maybe through the Nintendo. Who knows? I would have been furious. Everything in this level kills you in one hit, pretty much. There's spikes everywhere. Uh, there's, there's, again, platforms that go back and forth. There's parts where you're jumping down from platform to platform while ice cubes fall behind you, and you have to either go as fast as you can or kind of find a good space, safe space to jump over them, or they do a third of your life if they hit you. I mean, this this level on its own would have been tough, but after the bike level, it's just like another punch right in the gut. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> there's there's no break. Uh, it's it's fuck. I would say this one is not quite uh, as as frustrating for me. I mean, I was able to to make this one. It didn't take me thirty years to get through this one, at least. But yeah, they pull out all the stops. Not, not only at ice level, you know what you're getting. With an ice level on an old video game, you're you're fucking sliding all over the damn place, and and I just think there are hits on here that even after I played through the level a few times, I know they're coming. I just can't avoid. There are some ice blocks, snowballs that I just cannot, for the life of me, avoid. Um, and, and the level starts off. I, I like the way it starts off. Where uh, and I thought it's interesting that you uh, kind of get into these these small snowball fights these these snowman characters on there um but yeah it just there's this level oh and i'm already worn down from the previous one and i think though what i had going for me though i was just excited to be playing another level of this game uh despite the fact i've owned it for so many years this at this point was a brand new game to me once i got to level four um but yeah there are just a lot of cheap shots on here and i just it, this is another thing where or like the bike level really don't think i'm ever going to master this thing where i can run through it every time uh but but i found it a little more bearable uh, i i made it through after a handful of attempts yeah and it's it at least you know they they continue to to add a few things into the stage that isn't standard you know as billy said you're, you're having snowball fights with with uh, these snowmen because they've got little piles of, of snowballs mm -hmm. that you can kind of throw back and forth uh, and those ice blocks, uh, you actually have to use those or the snowballs to uh, open up ice gates or ice walls throughout the level so you can continue. And uh, sometimes you have to actually get in position to figure out how to break that wall. You know, it can mm. either be you have to wait for a snowman behind you to throw some snowballs at you and dodge those uh, so that those can break the wall. Or you just have to figure out how to get the ice block where you need it to be so that you can actually break the wall. Um, but yes, besides that, it is a snow level, and somehow they managed to put spikes in it. 
and a lot of platforming where where you're probably going to fall and hit that spike and, and die instantly. Um, this is one of those games where I'm just like, why did it give me a power bar? Mm-hmm. Like, there are so many things in this game that just kills you in one hit mm-hmm. that when something doesn't, I'm almost surprised. <laughs> I'm just like, what? I didn't die. You know, it's like, oh, God, it actually took a, a chunk of my power bar and I didn't die. But mm-hmm. so much of the rest of this game is just dying in one hit. And, and that's just all I expected in just about every single stage of this game. Well, this is the first level that has like real hard platforming. Uh, up until now, the first two levels, or first level that had platforming really wasn't that bad. And the third level, I mean, the, the bikes were tough, but it's not platforming. This is tough platforming and mm-hmm. an ice level. So, again, it's another shift of the game uh, mechanics of, of what you'd expect. And, again, with two players, I can't even imagine doing this level because there's a lot of it that's timing-based. Like, you just got to go start to finish through a section, and if you can't stop or you'll get hit by an ice block or something else, two people doing it at once would be un- unimaginable. Just just impossible. Um that level, though, again, I, I did enjoy it. Again, without save states, I don't know how far I would have gotten uh, in this level because if you lose you, your three lives, have to continue tour once or twice, great, I have to do that bike level again, uh, which means mm-hmm. I would have probably just said, you know what, guys, nothing happens after level four. This game only has four levels. What a great game. Let's talk about something else. So I, I did save at the beginning of each level after this and try my hardest to not save cheese my way through them. Uh but I'm going to be honest, I did a whole lot of that, especially later on. Uh, so after level four, uh, then you get to uh, a surfing level. So I, immediately you get on the, the surfboards and start going through the, the, the level. It's easier than the bikes. Mm-hmm. I think it's much easier than the bikes. However, um, there's a section where it looks like fireballs kind of go around the screen and then missiles go up and down from the bottom and the top of the screen you're supposed to dodge them i don't know if there's a pattern or if it's just reflex i actually thought that was easier maybe it's because it was just reflex and it wasn't memorizing patterns uh it looked like it was way crazier than the the speeder bikes but i had little problem with the surf section no this was a this was surprising my heart sank was that one later in the in the game the the missiles no, so the surf section, actually, the surfing level has two surfing sections. It starts yeah. with a surfing section, then it has, a, you know, a middle a middle brawler section where you have to fight mm-hmm. your first, I guess your second boss, because the first boss would have been that robot at the end of the first level, uh, who's like a big rat that takes a lot of hits. And he wasn't too, too hard, uh, but at the same time, if he hit you, he did a lot of damage, and he could instant kill you by landing on you. Uh, a lot of the bosses seem to do that. But as long as you can kind of juggle him, uh, not let him get to the ground, just keep hitting him in the air. You could take him up pretty easily. And then there's another surfboard section at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you're right. There's the there's the uh, jet scooter section. I've combined the two in my brain. <laughs> yeah. Level I seven. I mean, that's uh, yes. Okay, so I take that the back. Same. There is no section with uh with. Instead, this has that's why this had logs and whirlpools. The logs mm-hmm. would would. At first, it seemed like there were just north and south gates you had to drive around, but then they started going back and forth. You had to time it right, and then they had whirlpools that you had to kind of follow the spin of the whirlpool or get hit, and those did kill you in one shot. Uh, yeah. You're right. So the, I did combine uh, the surfboard level and the later uh, jet, whatever they are, like jet scooters level that was I thought was going to be a shooter, but in no way was. Yeah, okay, I'm wrong on that, but I'm not going to edit it because that's <laughs> going to take too much time for me to figure out how to edit that effectively. So we will, uh, unless you guys have something else to say about the surf section, I think the next level was the next time I thought that if I didn't have save states, if I would have gotten here the first time, I would have laughed 
for hours about how impossible <laughs> this game is and moved on. I uh, this this is a pet peeve. Yeah. Uh, even even Mario is guilty of this one, uh, where you advance through the stage by by jumping on something, riding along on it, uh, intermittently having to jump off of it, jump back on, and and kind of memorize its pattern, look out for what's coming up on the stage. And these, I just don't have a mind for this kind of stage. I, just, I have the hardest time uh, just kind of keeping track, uh, keeping account of everything that's going on and, and trying to navigate on this. It's a giant snake this time around. And, oh, you know, I, I feel like maybe the surf stage was the break uh, because it's it's right back to it, right back to the grindstone on this, this one. And this one really gave me a hard time yeah i was gonna say the uh the surf stage at least the game finally kind of gave you a break yeah like it's it's not that hard i mean it's it's definitely you got to look out what you, you pay attention but after the previous stages uh, that seemed like a game I, that was actually the one i got through the easiest yeah. this time around um but i knew what was coming and this snake stage is one of the worst it is mm-hmm. uh I, I I don't know if I would say you know I'd actually probably say this is harder than than the speeder bike stage um, because it is just it's it's almost impossible to to do it and, and without safe states or anything like that unless it is just you have memorized literally everything that is coming mm-hmm. and this isn't just like you know you spoke you talk about Mario at least Mario it was just a section of a stage yeah. Uh, or or something like that, or it telegraphed. You know, Mario always did a, a good job of telegraphing where these things were going to go. You could see mm-hmm. kind of where it was obvious that mm-hmm. that thing was going to go, but this it just goes everywhere. And sometimes it this is the worst kind of difficulty. It makes you guess where it went. Mm. And yeah, but, yeah uh, it's it's not one of those games where you can blame anything, but just the the sheer because the controls on this game are they're solid. Uh, it's I, they they demand some some jumping some platforming from you and I the jump's good enough Ali it's not one of those awful floaty jumps like you encounter uh, everything's responsive it's just it's it's hard and yeah like you said there is guesswork involved and I just I can't stand that um, and yeah I don't know I'd put this right up there with that speeder bike stage uh, I, I I don't really know if this is more difficult um, I. Imagine if the roles were reversed and this was the third stage years ago, I probably wouldn't have got through it um, just just out of sheer frustration and, and dislike for this type of stage. And yeah, in Mario, it's the part. It's brief. Uh, it might it might be to get partway through a castle and then you're back on your feet. Um, and that's another thing about this. I don't know if it just feels that way because they're so difficult and you play through them so many times, but the stages on here, I, I think a couple of them kind of wore their welcome out with me. Uh, they, they definitely felt like they dragged on, um, which normally wouldn't be a complaint uh, in a game that, that I enjoy playing. Uh, but the difficulty combined with the length of the stages, I think is probably one of my main kind of sticking points with this one. It's just the amount of memorization that yeah. you have to do. I mean, yeah. it's it's not like you you finish the section and and now there's a hard section, mm-hmm. and then you get to do an easier section. It is just nonstop, especially with the snake snake level. Yeah. It is just memorizing 
every single thing over mm-hmm. and over and over, and you have to memorize it or you, you're just not going to get by it. And that yeah. just makes the game, the, the, these stages seem that much longer. I don't think we've accurately described how hard this set of le- this level is. The snakes level is by far the hardest thing in this game that I got to. I mean, I, I didn't beat the game, but what I stopped at was where I just stopped enjoying myself and I was mm-hmm. done cheesing this game. I was done safe cheesing to get through things. And I just was like, this is, I, I've seen what the rest of the game has because I watched it. I think I've seen what I need to see. This was a level that, I mean, if we wouldn't have gotten this far and played this, I would have been disappointed. But this level is is offensive. You're, it, it is, you ride on these snakes, like we've said, over spikes, around spikes. Uh, a lot of, I mean, literally, if you fall off the snake, you're dead. You might as well just turn the game off. You've, you've dead, start again, and you, you start at the beginning of that room. And there's four rooms of snakes. And it's not a room that you can see all of. Oh, no, that would make it somewhat easy. It's a room that you see just a piece of. And you have to mm-hmm. ride these snakes around the room. It has blind jumping, which is uh, something I hate in most games, but especially a game where you're blind jumping onto other things that move, onto other Hmm. parts of the same snake Hmm. in some sections. Or you have to jump and know to dodge left and right around these two spikes, and then the snake goes the other way real quick and you drive into the spike. Or, you know, the next snake that comes out is five times faster than the snake you're just on, and there's no way to know that until you've had that snake hit and immediately just slam you into the spikes and you're dead. It has... I mean, I... With save states, where I saved each room, I still had to go online and watch some of the snakes... Like, watch some of this on YouTube just to figure out what I'm supposed to do because I could not figure out. Like, oh, I have to ride this snake and then just kind of stay at the very end of the snake, the very tail, and then halfway climb up a snake and then jump blindly and dive right to land back on the snake and at the very bottom of the screen. It was like, how would anyone ever figure this out ever without someone showing you what to do? I mean, and again, if you're playing this on the cart and you had this on Nintendo and you somehow made it to this level, you have to have, like... Your five live max and all your continues to even pretend to have a chance to learn one or two of these rooms to then go back to the beginning of the game, play all the way up here again, hopefully keep all your items and stuff and then start again and learn it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're good at this game, you can beat it in 45 minutes to an hour. If if you were good at the first five levels of this game, it means you're spending 25 minutes to get to the snake room. So... You get your three shots, which is three instant kills. It's not like you can get hit by anything else in this level but instant kills. And then, good luck. Start again at the very beginning of the game to get all the way back here to learn these snakes. This this level itself, I think if, if I did not have a way to make save states, if I would have somehow had the cart and spent, I mean, days and days and days playing this for this podcast and gotten this level, I would have probably just said this is where the game is. It has to end here. There's nothing past this. I can't believe it. It, it was... Nearly impossible, and I I did the most cheesing on this level to get through it. I mean, just some real, real sleazy, like, one jump, save state. Next jump, save state. Next jump, save state. And I made it out. And the most infuriating part of the whole level, to exit the room you're in, you have to jump off a snake onto a, just like a little portal that says out or in or something. If you miss that jump, you've made it through all the rest of the level, you've gotten to that, that last little section, you missed the jump, there's nothing for you to fall onto, so you just fall onto spikes and die and get to start back at the beginning of that room. That happened mm. to me several times on the last, next to last board, I guess the three out of four, and I died twice that way, and, and again, that was after knowing what to do and what was coming, and I still just like, you know, twitched the wrong way and, and missed the hole. I was, I, I mean, that would have been, 
I may have quit gaming. We may not be having this podcast. I may have said after that that day, like, I'm no longer playing video games. <laughs> I'm going to get really good at soccer or something else. Because this was, that's this is the most frustrating game that we have covered on this podcast, and and probably that I've played in since I played this the first time. It's it's just that that asshole difficulty. It, it is literally like some someone wanted. To, to be as, as much of an asshole as possible to make this as hard as possible because, I mean, that's literally all it is. I mean, as you mentioned, that there's a lot of blind jumps. where you, If you have to guess in a game where you're going to jump and you're going to die if you miss that jump, that's, mm-hmm. that's just, that's bad. That's yeah. a bad, that's bad game design. It's horrible game design. And, and it's, again, with unlimited continues, I think if that was the only difference to this game is they give you unlimited continues, I would be less angry with that mm-hmm. sort of level because this level if i could continue 18 times on this level i could probably eventually figure this out right but you don't you get to continue if you're lucky three times on this level <laughs> and that's if you've done your best <laughs> to get here and then every time you continue you get three lives that's three tries because it's instant kills and there's no one-ups on this level so you just you have to to learn this after plowing your way through the rest of this game and and this is, at least as far as I got, hands down the hardest level. I can't imagine there's another level that, especially after watching it, that's this bad. But I, I probably am wrong because I watched someone play it who knew what they were doing. And they mm. made even this level look like it was no big deal. Uh, but it certainly, uh, certainly was. And your reward for finishing this level. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that one was bad. But this next one, is an, it's another speeder level. And it is a real son of a bitch as well. See, I liked this one. I did not no. have as much of a problem with this level. I mean, it was still not easy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not up here saying, oh, I got through it in one shot. No, no. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I definitely would have died a bunch and had to learn it. But at least, much like the surfboard level, it's a little harder than that. But I thought this level, after you get through, or it has kind of another, you know, three or four segments. The first segment mm-hmm. is flying through gates. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like fire gates. You just have to make sure you fly through them. And it was no big deal. And then the second section was all reflex. It was all these fireballs fly across the screen and then missiles fly from the bottom and the top. But it it, it was not like it was a set pattern. You couldn't memorize it. You just had to, to dodge it. I actually did okay mm-hmm. at that, which made me feel good. I played a lot of 2D shooters. That was right <laughs> up my alley. That I felt good about. Now, it's not a shooter because you can't do anything but dodge. But yeah. at least I felt good about that. And then the very last section was another series of gates that increased in speed and distance, and they actually would open and close on you, so you had to fly in and like towards the front of the screen or the back of the screen and know what to do. That was hard. I'm not going to pretend that wasn't frustrating, and it definitely killed me several times. But compared to the snake level, I thought that <laughs> level was nowhere near as bad. I, yeah, I, I didn't actually mind it, but it's just more memorization like mm-hmm. it is just big, like mm-hmm. memorizing everything that that's coming at you and and otherwise you're dead yeah and, and if you if you're sitting down and playing this game as intended in one sitting there's serious fatigue 
has set in. Him. Yeah, I mean, it's just so much. It's it's just constant. You don't get that break. I mean, especially after the snakes level, which I, I can't imagine anyone ever being able to make it through without just clawing their face off in frustration. And, and then, you know, maybe give you another like something that that isn't give you a brawling stage again to where you can just punch some things in the face and, and feel good. Mm-hmm. But then you get this and it's just another speeder bike level. And I, I remember back when I was playing this on, on an emulator, when I was finally able to make it through this on the first time, uh, the entire game, I was like, is this all this is going to be? You know, is it just speeder bike levels all the way to the end? Is the, is the last boss going to be a speeder bike level? <laughs> it, it just seemed like they, they were just going to keep pulling that out. And, and that was what the game was going to be. Uh, but, you know, no, no, they, they've got some more stuff to, to, to throw at you. Well, and, and to be fair, it's not all speeder bikes. That that would still at least be like, OK, you learned it the first time. So now you've kind of got a heads up on what to do. No, it, mm-hmm. it's just a different vehicle. So you have the speeder bikes at first. They fly along the ground. You have a jump button and you got to make sure you dodge platforms. The, the surfboard level that came in, you you basically have to jump a little bit. But really, you're just kind of moving and dodging things. You don't have nearly the control you had because you're on water, I suppose, as you did mm. with the speeder bike. And then this is more of a like a flying ship, like a regular 2D shooter where you're dodging shots from every angle and then trying to fly through these gates. Like they're all, it, it's slightly different. I mean, it's, again, it feels like the same game, but it's not like it's a speeder bike level and then you do a level and then another speeder bike. And then, it, I mean, that's, that's essentially what they did, but they made all of them different enough. You had to kind of relearn it each time. Even if you mastered stage three, then you had to kind of relearn for stage five mm-hmm. and, and seven was exactly the same. Give them this, like every, like every single stage is different. I mean, they, we've talked to, about several games where, you know, they've every, every stage, if they tried to do something different, it maybe didn't feel like the same game or, you know, we kind of, kind of covered dynamite heady. It did a whole lot of different things. Earthworm Jim Two, It did a whole lot of different things. Battletoads does a whole lot of different things, but it, it all feels like you said, like a cohesive game. It's just that they kind of change things up here and in just about every single stage, it's the same blueprint of how the character controls and what you're able to do with that character. But they just, they find neat little ways to change it up here and there. And, and that's kind of what they did with the speeder bike levels with, with the speeder bikes, the the surfboards. And, and now this, when you're in a plane, it's all essentially the same thing, but it, it kind of changes it up just enough to where it, it does feel different. I think Earthroom Jim's a good comparison for how this game is organized. I mean, it doesn't play the same, but where you feel like there's, you know, they threw in all these different ideas, but I think I think Earthworm Jim misfires a lot. Like, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It's way easier. But some of those levels were more of just like, okay, I see why you did this. You thought it was funny. It's not, and I have to drudge through it. But this, every level is, it, it's well-designed. It controls well, but they're just hard as nails. Like, nothing lets up. There's no easy section. There's <laughs> there's nothing after the second level that you can be like, yeah, I, I enjoyed this, and I just took through it in one true shots. No, there's no chance. You have to, you, there's a, nothing but memorization in some of these levels. Uh, the, the next level is as far as I got. Uh, I think I'm, I got the least far of all of us in this, this game. Uh, the next level after the uh, non-shooter uh, flying level is a tower. You start at the bottom of the tower. You've got to climb to the top of the tower to fight uh, some sort of giant robot boss with a gun. I got to him, and he just kept killing me. And And I got to the point with that level specifically. That's another one where there's checkpoints in the level, and it starts you back farther than I'd like. 
everything does at least half damage to you, and most of the time there's there's I think there's one section you can get some flies to heal yourself. So I just I had to basically just like save cheese my way up this tower. I got to a platform where there wasn't something actively attacking me. I quickly did a save state and I kept going. And even with that, I mean, there's there's gas that makes you choke and kills you in one hit that you don't even see coming. There are uh, jumps you have to make on these moving, like almost moving floors where gaps, you can jump through the gaps. But then sometimes they shock you. Uh, and then you get to the next level and there's robots that are shooting constantly. You have to duck under their shots while you're dodging the floor. I mean, it is it is nonstop. There is nothing in this level that's relaxing. Uh, and it, it just got to the point where I realized if I was going to progress in this game any farther, it would involve me literally saving, walking a step, saving, walking a step. And that's not mm-hmm. fun. I, I mean, you sure I could do it to say I did it, but that's, that's not a game. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, I'm impressed that you guys got farther than me in this. Uh, I, I did see the rest of the levels. I, I think that they all have something interesting to talk about, but I, I was done. This was as far as I got. Uh, and it's five levels farther than I ever got till today. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, I was just excited to be back to a level that, that wasn't, you know, something like the snakes or the speeder bike levels, you know, at mm-hmm. least it was back to being sort of this side scrolling thing where, you're, you know, you can kind of move around a little bit. Um, and yes, the boss at the very end is just a complete dick unless you just keep him in the air and use your charging attack constantly and, and keep him like juggle him all the time. Um, it's... I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I was it was just one of those stages where I was like, all right, this is another stage. I, I, I'm I made it past it and I, I didn't feel any better for making it past it. I just wanted to kind of see where the rest of the game was going as far as like this level compared to the, the previous ones. Uh, this was just a very standard level. And, I, and I, it's kind of sad that I was just like, man, I'm really glad to see this level because it was just it was kind of a normal game. It wasn't asking too much of me. It was still hard as hell. But it was just it was doing what I kind of figured this game would be doing from the start yeah. instead of all the other stuff. Uh, Billy, how much farther th- than this level did you get? I made it. Uh, I believe there were two other stages after this one. I remember the stage after this. I just was seemed like a, seemed like a bland stage afterwards. But then you end up oh in this fucking tube stage uh, where you are traversing. The, the series of tubes, uh, there's some underwater portions, there's a little bit of swimming to it, and I just, I, jeez, uh, and it was kind of maze-like also, uh, and it, it's just, it's like a greatest hits of all the other shit on there. You got your hits I don't think you can avoid, you got your things that take more than half of your health with each hit, uh, you got your damn, your, your blind jumps. Uh, I just thought this stage was pretty much where I was going to quit. Uh, if I didn't finish the stage uh, on the particular day I was playing, I said, all right, this is good enough. I, I think I've seen it all. I know at this point how many stages there are. I am well into this game. Uh, I'm going to give it another shot. I happened to get through it that time, and you're treated to uh, to another racing stage after that. And I believe this one has like three parts to it. You are trying to beat someone in a race to 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 kick a bomb out of the way that so it doesn't self-destruct uh, and it's done in three parts i got through the first one suspiciously easy and the second time around i just i couldn't and at that point uh it, it's kind of like you what you said the the fun factor 
was gone. I it had vanished. Uh, probably around that tube stage, and I was I was just running on fumes at that point in time. But I was just I was hitting the save state button more than I was hitting any other button, and that's when I needed to to just call today. I I, uh, I I got through nine levels and was partway through the tenth. And a game like this, where years ago I couldn't get past the third, I considered that just uh, that's victory enough for me. I, I am happy with that. The level you stopped on, uh, which is that that race level, is mm-hmm. it's not that it's just a race. It's a it's a falling level. Like you essentially are yeah. starting at the top of the level and you have to fall your way yeah. down. And and all you're doing is like making sure you land on these platforms and jump through levels. And you have to kind of memorize where the holes are while you're racing this other rat down. Mm-hmm. And if they mm-hmm. get to the bottom of the of that section to the bottom before you do, the you know you die and you start back at the top again. And you yeah. have to do that several times in that level. I think it's three times total. And some of those look, I mean, I was watching, again, a video of someone who knew the levels, and it still looked like, how would you ever memorize this? Because you have to not make a mistake or the rat doesn't slow down. The rat never stops. It just constantly yeah. is going the right way. So you, you get through all three of those. You get to the bottom. After the third one, there's another boss. And it's another boss that kind of lands on you and kills you in one hit or jumps all over the room. All the bosses on this game are very very similar in that you you can win if you can juggle them if you can manage to time your attacks Mm, to hit them mm -hmm. before they hit the ground you can bounce them around the room and you can probably take them down but as soon as they land on the ground you've got to be ready and uh, like the boss i was i stopped at at the top of the tower and i don't know their names they're in the book like everyone's names in the book but i can't tell who's who because it's a nintendo game and they're not very well all the bosses kind of look just like, oh, here's a gray giant guy, and here's a brown giant guy, and, and I think they're all mice. Maybe they're pigs. I can't tell. Um, but the the one I got stuck at at top of the tower, like he would, at first, totally obvious, simple pattern. He shoots, mm-hmm. then he jumps in the air, and then he shoots, and then he jumps in the air. But you have time in between when he shoots and when he jumps, you can hit him again. But yeah. after you hit him enough times, he's jumping around the room. Sometimes he fires twice in a row. Other times he fires the moment he lands on the ground. Sometimes you'll hit him and he'll like slam down on the ground as soon as you hit him. I mean, the, the bosses in this game are incredibly tough, and this one looked absolutely no easier. Uh, after this level, there was a level that looked like because again, I'm watching a video of someone that knew what they were doing. A very straightforward and easy unicycle level, but I guarantee you it was not. Uh, Jeremy, <laughs> did you get to that level? Yeah, that uh, it's it's not easy. <laughs> of course, it's not. Um, but yes, you're you're basically on. You're holding on to handlebars, and uh, you're you're on this track. And you're going uh, up, down, uh, and around this track. And the thing that is chasing you is this weird pinwheel i mean i'm not a pinwheel it just it's a circle with a spiral inside of it that's the the horrible enemy that is chasing you and the circle goes faster than you do Mm. you cannot control your speed in this game except when you go around the corners and as you go around the corners you have to press the the directional pad in the direction that you need to go and if you do that just right just right and I'm not talking like you, you've got a delay of like a second or two to do this, but you have to be perfect to go around this corner when you press the button and you'll gain just a bit of space mm. on that circle. But if you miss it, you slow down. And so if you if you miss like a couple of corners in a row, this thing's going to catch up to you and it's going to kill you in one hit and then you're back to the beginning. So it is de- it's just more memorization, at least you get the, you know, you, you kind of have a little bit of control in it as far as like being able to 
press the button and get a little bit of space or, or advantage on the circle chasing you. But it's still very much just like, okay, I have to memorize every single corner that I'm going to go around and do this almost perfect or I'm going to die. And that's that's what the whole stage is until you get to the, the end of the stage and you have to the, the circle is a boss and you have to beat the circle. Yeah, that's I again watching someone that knew what they were doing. I was like, this looks like he's just on a track and he's riding. I'm like, that means there's something I'm missing and this looks miserable. But <laughs> I'm glad to hear it was just as awful looking as it as it was on there. And then I think that's the next last level. The last level is the final level. It's a you walk around the outside of a tower while you go from the bottom to the top. It's one of those kind of it's a fake rotation. Uh, until you get to the top to fight the last boss. I'm pretty sure that's the end of the game. Uh, Jeremy, did you get to that level? I have in the past. I didn't this time because I didn't feel like save stating constantly. Uh, but yes, back when I was doing that, when I had my first computer, I was playing this through on an emulator the first time. Uh, that was my my goal was to make it through this game. And uh, yes, I did get to that that stage. Uh, it's it's basically you're just climbing the tower. It's a really neat looking level, though. I mean, they they definitely have a lot of tricks. Uh, that they kind of use like visual tricks in this game. And, um, you know, as you're basically on the circular tower and as you move left or right, the tower moves with you, you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, circling around and it's, you're basically having to, to move it, to find the platforms, uh, to, to proceed up the, the tower. And every now and again, there, there's like a, a, an enemy that you have to fight before you can proceed up the tower uh, further. But, it, it's just it, it's actually kind of fun like i mean it, it's not maddening like the the previous levels were uh there's definitely times where you can just you know you'll die and you don't even know what's going on but it, it's it's more of what i kind of wish the rest of the game was i guess i don't know but it's just it, it's kind of that just it's it's a really inventive level that you're you're progressing up you feel like you have control over yourself and what you're doing you're not dying constantly uh, it's just a, it's a neat level. And uh, so, yes, that that is kind of the last level besides uh, the, the final boss. Did you beat that years ago when you did this this to try to beat it? Did you actually beat it or did you get to this level and somehow get stuck? No, I actually beat it. I, I beat it. Well, that's you're already better than I've ever been at video mm -hmm. games, because this is <laughs> even with the ability to save and walk a foot and save and walk a foot. I still couldn't beat this game. It is the hardest game that I've ever played that is a re like that has an ending. I mean obviously, you know, there's, there's plenty of games that are harder cuz they never end, you know, Donkey Kong. But but this is this is impossible. I I would agree. I I don't know I am sure there are definitely people out there that have beat this. You know, it it but it it's beyond anything that I can imagine. I I just I always thought of myself as a very patient gamer as far as like being able to uh, deal with like the hardest games like Contra, Ghouls and Ghosts, uh, Castlevania, things like that. I, I don't know. It seemed it was tough, but it was fair. And in uh, most of, of Battletoads, it doesn't seem like it's fair. It seems like it's you're playing guess what the developer wants you to do half the time as far and just memorize everything because that's all it is. It's just almost like a memorization game half the time or more than half the time. And I just, I, I, as much as I love Battletoads, and I always will, I don't think it's a good game. I, I have to kind of disagree in that I, I do like Battletoads. I, I did find it to be a lot of memorization, but I feel the control is, is good. And a mm. lot of the time, it, I guess it, 
I felt like I just wasn't good enough, and I felt like if I memorized a little more, you know, I, I could get through it. I know that that's crazy because I, I literally was able to freeze anytime I wanted and still couldn't do it. But, but I never felt like it doesn't feel like a bad game because a bad game, either I feel like the control's so bad I can't do what I'm supposed to do, or the levels are designed in such a way that you know it's it's not going to happen for me, or you have to do some craziness to to get through it. This this felt like everything was pretty straightforward is what you were supposed to do there was definitely a lot of memorization there's some blind jumps there's some things but I, I at no point did i feel like this is a poorly put together game it's just mm. just as hard as i could imagine a game being while still not feeling unplayable it it, it is right on that line where it's too hard to to exist and it <laughs> in some places it probably is but it never feels like it's too hard uh to, me, to want to let play. me like I, I didn't mean to say that this is like a bad game. Like we have played bad games on this podcast. Oh, of course, yes. Uh, it, it, I think I'm with you. I think it totally con- controls great. I think the blueprint of this game is is awesome. It looks amazing for an NES game. It sounds great. It's got amazing mm-hmm. music and the whole game just awesome music. But I think just the the design of of most of these levels. Mm. I, I think that's where it, I'm just like, I don't think I can get behind it to the point where I'm just like, this is a, a quality game because mm-hmm. there's so much here that is so good. But the way they designed it in so many of these levels, the, the snake level, just uh, that alone is is almost insulting at times with, yeah. with what they wanted you to do with this game. Mm-hmm. But uh, and honestly, I think that almost everything with this game could be forgiven if there were unlimited continues to it. If you once you got on a stage, you had as many chances as you as you wanted to get through it. Um, I think I could overlook a hell of a lot then, because uh, there's a big difference uh, between when I tried to just play through this normally and when I tr- played through using save states. And I could start over at the beginning of the stage and play it as much as I wanted and and kind of get it down and memorize everything. Um, but yeah, uh, this game when you get to that point you're you're playing through you're not saving or anything like that and you're on like stage five or six you've used you know you're on your last continue you only have a few lives and uh it's not going to make you want to keep going because you know you're just going to make it a little further and then have to start over again and that's just that's devastating in a game this difficult to know that those stages that you scrape through and you know you're not, you haven't perfected, you're going to have to try them again. You're going to have to go through all of it again. And But it's not a bad game. And as, as much as I, I've tried not to complain about too much other than the, some of the, the cheap spots and the difficulty, anytime there's memorization involved, it, it's usually okay. But when you factor in like the blind jumps and all that and the things that, whether it's my skill level or not, I don't know. The hits that it, you seemingly cannot avoid, I, it gets frustrating. And it's it's not always the good kind of frustrating because there's there's sometimes there's payoff. If, like I said, it felt good finishing that, that speeder bike stage for the first time. Uh, but that was about it. Every other stage, there's, there's no time to celebrate because you are heading into another fucking kick in the gut in the next stage. Uh, it, it, it doesn't do a good job of uh, boosting the difficulty up and then kind of rewarding you for it. Um, and, and I don't know, maybe uh, 
maybe I need to think back. You know, the games back then that didn't often reward you for anything at all. Um, but that being said, it's a good game. I, I enjoy it. I get frustrated with it. Uh, I can't say I'm going to be playing it again anytime soon. Uh, but I did enjoy it. I, I, I liked my time with it. I, I just wish I was a little bit better at it. Uh, this is definitely one of those where if you can sit down and play through it, you're going to impress the hell out of a lot of people. Um, that's never going to be me. Uh, the stages I got through, I either had to cheese my way through them or I can admit I got extremely lucky. And this still feels like uh, a game that I hardly know anything about. I haven't even finished. I didn't know until today that there were fucking warp zones in it. And yeah, uh, even with all that being said, I feel good. I made it, you know, three fourths of the way through. I'm fine with that. I'm putting this one to bed for my own sanity. Um, but I would recommend it for anybody that wants a, a good old fashioned ass kicking NES game. Uh, anybody that likes that kind of, if you grew up a, a Turtles fan and you enjoyed that, that arcade game or that second NES game, uh, and you wanted a little bit more, something kind of like it, but with a hell of a twist. Then I mean, this, uh, this is one of those games. I think if you're an NES player, you have to at least give it a go. You probably won't make it past the first uh, third stage rather good on you if you do. And yeah, I mean, this game deserves every bit of the reputation it gets. Uh, it's known for that one level. And I can see why, because that's, that's what's burned in your brain when you play through this game. Um, and to imagine that there are tougher levels after that, that's hard to wrap your head around. But yeah, I mean, Battletoads on the NES, uh, a lot of complaints about some of the cheap spots, the difficulty, but can't say it's a bad game. This is a good game. It's hard to hate. I mean, it is. It is. <laughs> it, it, it's hard. It's it's maybe it's some kind of bizarre Stockholm syndrome. Uh, yeah, I don't. Sort. I don't get it. it is, it's just. I mean, I'm in the same boat. I did love you know you could warp? Did you know I there did, are like four or five warp zones? In no, this I game. didn't actually know. I, that's like news a, to me. They're like a matter. It's like a matter of speed to get to them and i think you have to there are certain situations you have to meet but yeah you can go from like world one to three uh you can go from four to six then six to eight uh, I, th I think it stops at eight but i mean fuck that's uh, i did not know until i was kind of watching some uh some speed runs just to see how quick people are getting through this and one guy jumps into this thing that says advance two stages i think well that would have been fucking nice yeah, that's. I mean, at least that gives you. If you knew about that, then then yeah, that that could actually make things a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, like I said before, this is just one of those games that everyone seems to love, kind of like Ghosts and Goblins, mm -hmm. where everyone loves it, but I don't think anyone's made it past two or three stages of the whole yeah. game. Yeah. So it's it, yeah, it's just hard to hate. It's it's there's just a certain character and and, and charisma to it. I I don't know, but goddamn, if I don't love me some Battletoads. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this game in Ghosts and Goblins, that's that's a great comparison. Uh, the, you know, years ago, uh, we used to do, a couple times, I guess, we did man challenges, where we played, like, oh, Super yeah. Meat Boy and all these other games to to see how far we could get. Uh, these games, this game specifically, would be a wonderful, if there was a way to verify no one cheesed it, man challenge to see how far I could get. I, I like not, how I'm hard this game is. I'm not man enough for this man challenge. Well, I mean, just, just to... I like... 
I liked when I when I started playing this for this podcast, I would start it up in the first level and I wouldn't use any save states to just see how far I could get. And the answer was the third level over and over again. <laughs> but still, it was like I, I didn't even mind that. Like I enjoyed it. But that's because I only had to go through two levels that I really knew to learn the third. Once mm. I got past that and I was like, oh, this is going to be painful over and over again to go through all these levels to get five feet farther and then die and start over again. I mean, it it is hard. But but man, if you just play it and be, be okay with the fact that you're not going to beat it, just see how far you can get. It makes this yeah. game much better. So yeah, Battletoads, we all like it. We all recommend it. But it will not be a fun time <laughs> if you're trying to finish it. Uh, and it'll be a lot of frustration. Uh, it, but it's a kind of game that, like we said, loads of people loved. Uh, so there were sequels. There was a Super Nintendo game. Uh, there was a, a port of this on the Genesis. There's a Double Dragon Battletoads crossover. Uh, I believe that Jeremy's going to cover the uh, Super Nintendo version of Battletoads, Battletoads and Battle Maniacs, for our YouTube channel. Yes. <laughs> and all the positive things that I can say about Battletoads is going to go out the window with that one. So uh, it should be up uh, shortly by the time you, you hear this or it may already be on the YouTube channel. But ch- check that out because that is, uh, you know, as far as like the official sequel to what the the uh, the original Battletoads was, uh, you probably should just stick to the original Battletoads. Well, if you do go to our YouTube channel to find that, we have plenty of other videos and it also will take you back to RetroVania.net, which holds... The, the most impressive way to send us a question. We have a question form. You can send us a question. And I believe we have one for our first mm-hmm. episode of 2019. Uh, we do, yes. This, uh, this question comes in from Josh. And he asks, hey, guys, just started listening to the podcast and have been enjoying it quite a lot. So thanks for keeping me entertained during the week. Uh, someone recently asked about how hard it was to find particular games back in the 80s and 90s. And you mentioned that you settled on second and third picks if they didn't have the game you wanted. Mm. My question is, did you ever end up with a second and third choice that you instantly regretted? Thanks, guys. Uh, I'm pretty sure we've answered similar questions before, but you know what? It's been a while, and I'm sure there are games we'll remember that we didn't mention before. I I have many bad second choices of games. I bought uh, the original Hydlide as a a second choice. (laughs) Now, that's a game I went back later on and beat, and it's not as bad as I thought, but it's still pretty bad. Uh, I bought the game Magmax as a second choice, uh, which is... It probably would have been a great game on the Atari 2600, but it was a terrible game on the NES. And, of course, I've complained about this several times, uh, but I don't remember what game I went to get. It was probably Zelda 2 or something. Uh, and I got Amagon instead, and Amagon is still one of the worst games I've ever played. Uh, oh. I, I put it on my uh, my NES Classic just to see, and yes, it's still a terrible game. It's absolutely unenjoyable. So, uh, yeah, Magmax, Amagon, and, uh, and Hydlide. A- after the Nintendo era... I was pretty good at, at at least knowing what kind of games I did like, so if I did have to do a second choice, I at least made some okay selections. Uh, I, don't, I can't think of any TurboGrafx games that I bought that I immediately regretted, although you guys probably regret all of them. Uh, but yeah, yeah, they have to be those Nintendo games. What about you? Oh, man. Uh, this happened to me several times. I, I, I think this has happened to probably everybody back then when you just wanted to get a game and... You got there, and the one you wanted, just especially, I, I've, I've talked a few times, I lived in a small-ass town. If it wasn't at Kmart, uh, you know, if I couldn't talk my folks into driving an hour down the road, I just picked up what was there, and I got some shit sometimes. I, I especially remember uh, the first time I really got burned was with a wrestling game. I wanted the, uh, you know, the latest, you know, WWF game. 
on the the Super Nintendo, which may have been the first one around, which I think was a uh, WWF Super WrestleMania, which was a pile of shit in its own right. But I didn't know that at the time. Uh, instead, I opted for WCW Super Brawl Wrestling, uh, which is just a oh god <laughs> nearly unplayable wrestling game uh they they i don't know what they tried they tried a different kind of camera view it was like a three-fourths down uh, i was so awkward to move and to pull off moves and for all the shit i talk about super wrestlemania it was bland at best but playable uh, this was just it was god awful and another one that comes to mind is when street fighter 2 you know, it was big on the scene. It took forever for me to get a copy of it. Because it, it just never came to town. And a big title like that, we still didn't get it. Um, and we perpetually rented out at the video store. Uh, eventually, we had to drive. You know, we made that trip to Roanoke, Virginia. We took that hour down the road uh, after a lot of fucking whining on my part. Uh, but until then, I had that. It had been out for a while. And I had that fighting game itch. And I'm fairly certain that is how I ended up with a my own copy of Doomsday Warriors. Oh, uh, God. What? Really? <laughs> yes. I mean, Street Fighter had been out for a while. And, and I, you know, was just able to rent it every now and then when I saw it. And and I guess it, it got to the point where it's like, uh, any fighting game will do. And that's what I got. I got any fighting game. And Doomsday Warriors, uh, I, I look back on it fondly now, but I just I remember being so distraught as a kid, and and just the shame when I presented that to my cousin that week, and <laughs> as a as a as an alternative, <laughs> shame. Uh, you know what? Yeah, all right, I get it. Yes, it's one of those I put it in the console beforehand before I came over. That way, I didn't have to get it out, unveil it, put it in, and then uh, it's just let's get to it. Uh, it's it's bad. Here it is. Uh, and I remember the worst Genesis game I came upon. And I don't remember what I was going for, but I, I saw this game. I hadn't seen it in a single magazine or anywhere else, and that was the Ooze. And I, I picked up the Ooze and tried playing through that. And, and I thought that at least it was kind of an original idea i just remember it just being so unplayable as far as trying to maneuver your character about and just just bland i mean it was a you're a green blob i'm pretty much a, a brown background for the majority of the game and it was just one of those it was so incredibly boring and i worked out a good trade uh with a friend later on and then saddled him with it and you know that's probably why we don't talk today but uh, yeah, that's just a few. Uh, this is this is kind of yeah. I don't mind this type of question coming up every now and then because it's it's just one of those things that every time you hear it, about three or four different answers pop up in your head. Uh, before I answer, I, I kind of want to ask Jeremy. Like you've mentioned several times about that one. Uh, I guess it was kind of a light gun game. Was was that one of a, a second or third choice? Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if I'd say Gotcha was a second or third choice. I, it was that I, I was able to go to the Radio Shack that was near my house and convince my parents to let me buy a game. And they only had like three games and I had the other two. So it wasn't as much as I went there thinking I was going to get, you know, oh, man, I got to get Blaster Master. Oh, you're out of Blaster Master. I guess I'll take Gotcha. Like I was just excited to get a game and it was early enough in the in the system. And, and as bad as I make fun of Gotcha, I 
definitely played a lot of Gotcha. It's not a good game. It's not a fun game. But there weren't many light gun games, so even a bad light gun game is probably better than a, <laughs> than a bad non-light gun game. Okay, I was I was just curious. I that was one of the games that you always bring up as like the most hated thing you've ever played. Gotcha is definitely a big letdown. It's it's not it's not by far the worst game I've ever played. It's just the most mediocre, boring, bland ass shooter that I've ever played. Mm. But at least. Uh. I mean, it is two players, I remember. It had the ability to move left and right with the controller while you're dying. So it, at least it had it had something. But like a game like Amagon just brought you shame and sorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, as for me, I, the, the one that really comes to mind for me is, um, you know, when I was a kid, I would get about $5 a week for my allowance. And if you wanted to buy a game, you know, you had to save up. And so that was weeks and weeks of saving up. And by the time I got around 40 bucks, uh, my, my heart was set on Karnov on the NES. Mm. That was the game I wanted to get. I'd been saving up for that game and that was it. But one night me and my stepmom went to the mall and we happened to go into to KB toys and I had $40, exactly $40 saved up. And, you know, I was kind of browsing the, the kind of the wall back behind the cash register back when, when they had the NES games back there. And I was like, that's, you know, they got, they got some games back there for $40. I mean, Karnov is still like 55, 60 bucks, but that's like, what, another month of saving up? I could buy, <laughs> I could buy an actual NES game right now to own and to go home and play if I just spend 40 bucks on it. And most of them, it, it, they were just kind of like whatever. But there was one that I didn't really know. Please tell didn't, me you bought Taboo. I, you know, I didn't. <laughs> I, I actually didn't. Uh, it probably was one of the ones that was like 40 bucks or just like off to the side. And they put like a $20 sticker on it. But like the one that I saw that for some reason, some reason, I, to this day, I still don't know why I chose it, was Alpha Mission for the NES. <laughs> It was just, it's this, if you never heard of it, it's like an SNK top-down shooter. Yeah, it's like Xevious. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of in that vein. And it was just, I mean, it's just boring. It was a bad NES game, and I got home with it, and I put it in. And the the first time I played this game, I guess either my NES was, was dirty or something, and like the entire background, like all of the things that you were flying over was like numbers, like one, two and threes and fours. And, five. and I was just sitting here playing this and I thought that's how the game was supposed to look. I thought I was flying a ship over numbers and just shooting these things that were coming at me. And I was, I, I was so mad at myself. I don't remember if I've ever been more disappointed to myself in my entire life. I was like, I just spent $40 on this months of saving up for a game that I was so close to getting that was awesome I knew Karnov was awesome I played it before at a friend's house it was great and I came home with this game and even the second time I loaded it up and actually loaded up the real graphics instead of numbers I was still like this is just shit and <laughs> but I bought it and I forced myself to play it because that was just that was what I bought and and I I made myself play it as you know when you were a kid back then 
and you couldn't rent a game every week or, or whatever. You were just stuck with what you got. That's how I played hours and hours of Jaws on the NES. And so I played hours and hours of Alpha Mission on the NES as well. Hmm. And uh, that is the one that, that still comes back to haunt me as, you know, if you've got something that you want to get, maybe take the extra time to save on that <laughs> instead of settling. A life lesson. Yeah, yeah, it really was a life lesson. Because you could be playing this this crappy shooter where you're shooting, what what the hell ever, on on some numbers. You know, it was just it was a shock to the system and, and life lesson learned. So there you have it. Those are our our biggest regrets, second or third choice games. Uh, if you have a question, please send it to us via our amazing question form on Retrovania.net mm-hmm. that also you know links you to our YouTube page and everything else. But we're going to change things up for 2019. Uh, up until now, we've kind of just told you, hey, next episode we're going to cover you know whatever game it was. Last time we said it was Battletoads. Uh, Jeremy came up with a great idea. I like it. Uh, that We're just going to give some hints on the next game. Uh, we know what we're going to cover, uh, or else the next episode would be awful weird if we all play different games. Uh, but we're not going to tell you what the game is yet, so uh, I'm going to just give you some hints on it. Our next episode is going to be on a Super Nintendo game that is like if Breakout had some RPG elements. Definitely weird. Hope you guys look forward to seeing that one, hearing that one. And uh, we'll definitely try to put up some video clips of, uh, of these new episodes as we go on. Uh, so it's not just uh, a picture of the box and, and the audio, but we'll see how that goes. Um, we might end up just doing what we've been doing this whole time. Uh, but tune in our next episode in two weeks to find out what game we're going to cover. Usually I play the ending music for the game we're talking about to end the show. Uh, but since most people ended this game at level three, here's the music to level three. See you next time. If you do go to our YouTube channel to find that, we have plenty of other videos, and it also will take you back to Retrovania.net, which holds still the most impressive. Uh, shit. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> the, the most <laughs> impressive thing that we can't remember. <laughs>